Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book The Memory Illusion, Remembering, Forgetting, and the Science of False Memory. In 2012, Channel 4 broadcast a documentary called The Boy Who Can't Forget. It focused on a British boy named Aurelian Heyman who suffered from hyperthymia and remembered everything he had personally experienced over the last 10 years. Aurelian is not alone. To date, 56 cases of hyperthymia like Heyman's have been registered worldwide. These patients have been identified as individuals with highly superior autobiographical memory. The mystery of highly superior autobiographical memory remains unsolved, but researchers are quite sure that when subject to careful interference and misleading information, these grandmasters of memory can also fail to distinguish between falsehoods and reality, and may develop memory illusions. For example, researchers deliberately made up a news report about the aftermath of 9-11 and asked people with hyperthymia if they had seen the video. 20% of the participants gave a positive response, and some even provided specific details. People with perfect memories can still experience illusions. As ordinary people, are our memories even less reliable? If the answer is yes, how should we view our memories? This book deals with these issues. Starting from the fundamental principles of our memories, the author analyzes the formation of memory illusions, explores various factors that interfere with people's memories in real life, and shows us the magical existence of memory illusions. Shaw argues that everyone's memory is unreliable and that we must always be alert to the misleading and adverse effects of memory illusions. Shaw is a senior lecturer in criminal psychology at London South Bank University. As a lead author of the column Memory in the popular science magazine Scientific American, She is dedicated to informing the public about the principles and defects of the brain's memory. As a board member of the European Association of Psychology and Law, Shaw also provides professional training for detectives, including teaching them how to identify and obtain truthful information from interrogations. In this bookie, we are going to unravel the mystery of memory illusions in three parts. Part 1 physiological mechanisms that produce memory illusions. Part 2 Extrinsic Contributors to Memory Illusions. Part 3 Embrace Memory Illusions and Improve Our Thinking and Cognitive Capacity. No one's memory is totally reliable. To figure out exactly what loopholes exist in our memory, it is necessary to understand the physiological mechanisms that lead to the formation of memory illusions. First of all, we need to understand that memory has always coexisted with perception error. By perception error, we mean the difference between our perception and objective reality. In 2015, an American girl posted a photo of a dress on social media. The girl claimed that she saw it as being blue with black lace while her friend saw it as being white with gold lace. This led to an internet debate with many celebrities participating and joining Team White and Gold or Team Blue and Black. Dr. Shaw also weighs in on this debate, saying that the reason we can have perceptual abilities such as color constancy is because we possess fundamental memories informing us about how the world works. 
Some think that the dress should be brighter than the surrounding light, so they see it as white and gold. Others feel that the dress is backlit and therefore see it as blue and black. But putting aside these influences, the color of the dress is actually blue and black. Thus, perception and memory affect each other, and perception is highly subjective. If perceptual information is misinterpreted, it has the potential to introduce error into our memories at their inception. Then, it will impact our process of generating new memories, inevitably leading to the creation of a memory illusion. In addition to our reliance on our basic senses, people are often limited by their ability to accurately perceive time when recalling past events. We often hear the phrase, even though it happened a long time ago, it feels like it was yesterday. Logically we know this can't be true, but our fuzzy sense of time gets in the way. It's this time perception bias that easily confuses the order of events in our minds. If you think about the timeline of your life, you may find that your memories favor some special experiences that occurred in a particular time frame, making them more unforgettable. This phenomenon is called the reminiscence bump, the tendency for adults to have an increased or enhanced recollection of events that occurred during their adolescence and early adulthood. A study conducted by the University of Amsterdam showed that memories formed between the ages of 10 and 30 remain the longest. The findings of the study supported what others had shown before them, that before the age of 5 most people report almost no memories. Then, between 5 and 10, the number of memories begins to increase, hitting a peak for both genders in the late teens. The presence of the reminiscence bump makes our perception of time unconsciously narrowed. For example if you're 50 years old, you're likely to perceive what happened when you were 20 as more recent while pushing what happened when you were 40 further into the past. You may be wondering, since the human brain is so advanced, isn't there a sophisticated system that can control the precise operation of the memory? To better understand how memory works, let's take a look at how the brain creates, retrieves, and modifies memories. We were all required to recite some form of literature as children, for example we may have needed to repeatedly read Shakespeare's sonnets. We could remember them as long as we repeated them many times. If we drew mind maps or created associations and hints, it was easier to remember. In fact, reading aloud and making associations are all about providing stimuli to the neurons in our brains, so that connections will be made between neurons to store memories. In this process, synapses are the most critical part of memory formation. Synapses are located at the ends of neurons and are responsible for receiving and transmitting signals. Once activated and strengthened, synapses can direct the interactions between neurons. If the stimulus is strong enough, the brain also secretes calpanes that change the structure of the synapse and help form lasting memories. Also, the calpanes are involved in recollection so if they are blocked, the memories you're trying to recall will be erased. Yes, you heard that right. It's not temporarily inaccessible, but completely erased. Scientists still have it found the reason for this. When memories are formed, can we consolidate the original information each time we recall it? The answer is no. As we have just said, if calpanes are absent during the process of recalling a memory, this memory will be lost. Research shows that every time a memory is retrieved, it is slightly forgotten. In fact, 
Every time a memory is recalled, it is effectively retrieved, examined, and then recreated from scratch to be stored again. It is similar to when you open a Word document, read it, delete it, and then copy the old information to a new document and save it once again. So, in the process of recalling our memories, the slightest omission of the retrieved details or deliberate interferences can lead to a restructuring of the biochemical stamps of memories in the brain. This is why retrieval if interrupted can induce forgetting in many ways. It makes every event every time it is recalled physiologically vulnerable to distortion and forgetting. When talking about the retrieval of memory, we have to mention the concept of associative activation. Over the course of daily life, we often activate another memory from a similar experience. For example, if someone mentions the law or someone in uniform, your brain is likely to activate memories associated with the police automatically. Even if the person never actually said the concept of police, you may believe afterward that he did mention the word police. Therefore, stimuli and associations help us form memories but are not responsible for their integrity. Once the memory is interrupted or stimulated, it will be reconstructed and restored into a brand new memory, mingled with false information. You may ask, are memories distorted due to lack of concentration when processing them leading to false memories? Can concentration prevent false memories from invading the brain? The answer is also no, because attention is a limited resource. Scientists have found that when people perceive their surroundings, they select a part of the information to process, which also inhibits another part. Researchers have proven this through experiments like the following, when a stranger asks us for directions, if we are briefly distracted and the stranger is swapped with another person in the middle of the conversation, we are unlikely to notice that we are suddenly talking to someone else. This effect is called change blindness, which is easy to underestimate in real life. You've probably been in a situation where you've bumped into a colleague and noticed that she changed her hairstyle. However, she then says, I got my hair cut a week ago. You didn't notice? Even when you think that you're fully focused, it's hard to avoid misinformation being fed into our brains or missing out on important details which leads to the formation of memory illusions. When addressing the link between attention and memory, Shaw also points out that many of the supposedly intelligence-boosting products on the market for infants are not credible. These early education products use the length of the infant's attention span as an indicator of their effects. The formation of memory requires attention, but it also involves a series of physiological and psychological processes that work together to recognize and extract information and summarize patterns. The infant's brain has not yet developed these complex physiological functions. That concludes our first part, physiological mechanisms that produce memory illusions. To summarize what we've learned, memories rely on sensory feedback from the moment they are formed, and our perception of things and time is inevitably biased. At the same time, the physiological mechanisms of memory also suggest that every time we recall memories, we are retrieving information, but we also examine, recreate and restore it. In doing this, we sometimes activate associations which allows false information to hitch a ride and lodge itself in our minds. Additionally, even when we try to stay focused, we can experience change blindness, ignore some information, 
or randomly fill in the blanks with false information, leading to memory illusions. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.